It's Wednesday the 15th of February. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. My name's Shad Wicker, joined, of course, by Shane Lee. It's the day after Valentine's Day, Shane, so I think everyone wants to know, did you get lucky? Mate, what do you reckon? I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, mate. you got three young kids in the house, mate. Can't walk's a great yeah. insight into what you guys are getting up to, but that's cool. Good for you, mate. Now, listen, changing subject quickly. Um, I believe you're off to Dave Chappelle tonight. That'll be fun. Yeah, I am going off to see the great Dave Chappelle. He's on the, in Brisbane. Mm. Shout out to anyone who's listening in Brisbane that's heading out to the gig tonight. How's this? you got to lock your phones away like an hour before the uh, show. Right. There's no phones in the arena during the um, like in the actual show at all, which I think is going to be good because I guess you get to like actually enjoy the stand up instead of feeling like you gotcha, have to take yeah. a picture for online or whatever, you know. So I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be keen to see what he um, what he said. Apparently, at his show in Sydney, he made reference to the Michael Clark oh uh, yeah situation that happened in Noosa. So yeah, he's got his finger on the pulse. Well, mate, just like Dave Chappelle, uh, Valentine's Day in the Lee household, it was lock your phones away too last night. So all good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, let's get into some afternoons more today on the show. We'll be chatting the women's T20 World Cup, some EPL, NRL basketball, and more. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Let's get straight into cricket, Shano. It's been a big week for women's cricket. Obviously, the WPL took place, the uh, player auction earlier in the week. Our Australian women's T20 side, though, was getting ready for a clash when the auction took place against Bangladesh. They were in the training sheds, and now we're uh, you know we're hearing from camp, despite all of the hype around the WPL auction, they're not taking Bangladesh too lightly. No, good work from the coach. Shelly Nitschke has come out and said, we will not take Bangladesh lightly. The last time... Um, they took on the Bangladeshians uh, back in 2022 in a one-day international. They had the Australians five for 95. They got a really good uh, opening bowler in uh, uh, Marif um, Akhtar. She's only 18, bowls really good pace, so they have to be wary of that. But I think it's this is just the coach saying, okay, girls, a few of you now have um, one in particular has earned half a million dollars, but let's keep focus on our World Cup campaign because I've said all along the only team that can beat the Aussies is the team themselves. Yeah. So they, they need to stay focused. Fair enough. Uh, let's turn our attention to EPL. Um, this was hard. I'm an evident fan, okay? We've, we've been like just wallowing down in the relegation zone this season, uh, looking like we're probably going to get eliminated from the EPL at the end of the season. And it didn't help us with Liverpool finally getting some goals this year, albeit against us in the rivalry. Yeah, well, this is a 242nd Merseyside derby and um, it didn't go Everton's way. A good win last week from them and they're really hoping mm. to try and continue form and stay up in the Premier League and not be relegated. But it was um, uh, 
Gapco uh, in the 49th minute that sealed the victory after um, Sula scored early doors. 2-0 they won. And, um, yeah, real trouble now for Everton. They, they, they need a win and a win quick. Mate, in our next six games, we're playing uh, Arsenal, who are league leaders, obviously, yep. Tottenham and Chelsea. Mm. Trouble. Oh, man. But our next match is against Leeds, who are just above us. So yep. if we can beat Leeds, then you, know, you start putting yourself in a decent position. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, and this is another great story. It's good to see more and more athletes over the last 12 months uh, coming out uh, with their sexuality to feel more open about who they are in sport. And this has happened with a Czech international footballer. Yeah, Jakob Janko, he uh, is the latest player to come out. And he said it was, it was quite nice. And I'll just sort of quote him here what he said. But he said... Um, uh, I, like everyone else, uh, have strengths, I have weaknesses, I have family, I have friends. I also um, uh, like to have love in my life. Uh, I want to live my life with freedom, without fears, without prejudice, without violence and with love. And he says, I'm, I'm a proud homosexual. And, and good on him from coming out and feeling the confidence to do that. And I think sport now has is, is become a, a forum for a lot of people to feel comfortable to do that, where if you went back to the, maybe the 50s and the 60s and 70s, uh, it was a very, very different environment. Yeah, and I think the reality is, is you know, if you're looking at any of your favourite sports and you think that there is not, uh, you know, some gay men and women playing yeah. it, then you're an idiot. There's so many yeah. in the sport and it's just like, you know, I think we've still got leaps and bounds to go in certain sports, NRL, cough, cough, um, to yep. make players feel like that they are, you know, are allowed to be as open as they want to be. And I say good on him to be able to feel confident enough to do that as an international footballer in the biggest game in the world. Um, yep. Let's have a look at it. Talk about big, big games of the world. Olympics is pretty massive. And our Olympian, Peter Bowl, earlier this year was hit with controversy. It had an A sample that tested positive for EPO. And now he has had his provisional doping suspension lifted after his B sample returned Negative. Well, in his words, negative. Yeah, well, um, yeah, and, and the ban's been lifted. And don't forget, look, he finished fourth in the Tokyo Olympics, did really well, um, and is obviously, um, I won't say gearing up, but he's getting ready for the next Olympics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, it's, um, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be horrible if you get that first test back and it says there are traces of synthetic EPO in it, and you know you've done nothing wrong, mm. and fortunately the B sample comes out and says it's all clear, and then you're cleared to to go on with your training and compete, uh, that'd, that'd be earth-shattering. I don't know how that can happen. Anyway, yeah, well, does. I mean, the other thing that's tough with it as well is the Sport Integrity Unit, even though Bowles come out and said, I've been, you know, vindicated, and obviously I said I was innocent, mm. which, I, you know, we'll believe it, it's face value, but the Sports yep. Integrity Unit's come out and said it, was a, um, it wasn't a negative necessarily, and they're still investigating the case. So... Right. I mean, it, it looks like, yeah, he's off, but the integrity unit is still looking into it. Whether that is looking into how did his A sample come back yep. negative yep. or whatever, uh, positive or whatever, it remains to be seen. But for now, he gets to train and he can start looking ahead to his uh, next competition. Stay with us quickly here. We'll take a short break before we come back with some NRL basketball and some more in the UFC blowback after Volk Vizla. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. 
let's have a look at NRL. There's been some extreme heat going around the East Coast, Shano, and the NRL has noticed this, pushing back the kickoff times of a bunch of trial games because it's getting a little bit too hot for our players. NRL's playing God now, are they? And uh, deciding <laughs> when and when not players should play. But look, they are expecting really extreme heat, up to 38 degrees in Western Sydney. The game in particular that they're really worried about is the Charity Shield match in Mudgee. Um, the Dragons versus the Rabbits, where Latrell will, will be playing. So I'll be interested to see that. My Dragons, I'm interested to see how they go against the Rabbits. I dare say they might get... Wooden Spurners this year, mate. Wooden Spurners. Yeah, it's a fair chance, mate, isn't it? Um, I don't want to say that. Even well, Your bloody Dolphins look good. We'll get to them in a minute. But, um, yeah, I, I'm keen to see how Latrell goes, particularly in heat, because I don't think he's a, he's a huge trainer. <laughs> oh, shots. He's played a game, mate. He's a game ahead of a lot of other people out there. Yeah, we'll You see. know, get off his back. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, look, you did mention uh, the Dolphins before. Look, we've had we've started to get some more news of some of the teams that are going to be running out in week two of the trials. It looks like this uh, little investment in uh, in the preseason challenge has worked wonders for the NRL because we are seeing some bigger names like Control returning to their squads in trial matches that we probably wouldn't usually have seen them turn up in a lot of the uh, past years. One in particular, Caelan Ponga has been chosen for the Knights and the Dolphins have basically unveiled their best starting 17. Yeah, looking good. Um, Pong it back, um, and he'll lead the team uh, versus Parramatta. And um, I was, was quite interested to see him interviewed the other day. He's still he's still professing his innocence from that toilet saga. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he said he said he, he said he's very very sick. Anyway, we'll let that one slide. How will we, um, Mister mm. Ponga? But um, also, you'll see Josh um, uh, Schuster uh, named at number six for Manly versus the Roosters match in Gosford. I think the Roosters are going to sm- smash him by about thirty points. Whoa. Well, I mean, you know, yep. it is a trial, though. They'll start to take the pedal off yep. when a bit. But let's talk about this Dolphins side. This side that they've named mm. uh, to go against the Gold Coast Titans, it's uh, close to their best 17. I mean, there's a few that are sitting on the bench and stuff that will probably come into the starting squad. But just having a look at the back line, you know, you've got Hammer, Hammer Fado sitting mm. there at fullback. Tessie yep. News in the centres for this weekend. Branko Lee is in the other it's on the wing. Uh, they've got Jack Bostock. Is a new name for their side. Robert Jennings in the squad as well. Anthony Milford and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. This is what I want to watch this year. Sean O'Sullivan, mm. I think, impressed everyone last year filling in for Nathan Cleary. Yep. Uh, and I think was a little bit of an unsung signing from the Dolphins. They had Katoa playing, who was the international, obviously played for Tonga in the World Cup. Had that awful drop ball. Um, pretty much first play against the Cowboys, but we don't talk about that. Yes. They've got options at half to come alongside Milford or, dare I say, even replace Milford if things don't work out. I reckon O'Sullivan's the man to watch for this squad. Well, mate, I, I reckon I couldn't believe how well they performed first game against the Cowboys and, and particularly how well they defended their line. And that that is a typical Wayne Bennett sort of structure. Um but they look good first game. Like a bunch of sort of people saying a bunch of just sort of not has beens or or youngsters or, or misfits being sort of pulled together at the last minute. They look pretty bloody good to me. This forward pack's good. I mean, mm. look, even their hooker, Jeremy, like Marshall King's a pretty decent hooker. But you got the Bromwich brothers, obviously, in there. Mark Nichols, he's a, he's a tough man. Kafusi, we know. Tom Gilbert, also a tough guy there. Ray Stone sitting on the bench alongside Jared Wallace. Herman Essiesi's there. Ewan Aitken's in that squad. Mm. When you start looking at it, you're like, no, this is, this is a bunch of names that, you know, you go, a lot of them are aged a bit, but that's seniority in your squad, which is what you need, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they're going to make the eight, dude. Oh, wow. 
Jesus. I'm thinking they're going to make the out. He's putting it out there. We'll wait and see. Let's turn our attention to UFC. Look, the uh, the aftermath of the volkanovsky makachev fight has just seemingly ramped up, even though the fight finished on Sunday. The cha- drug cheat allegations were happening over the last 24 hours, uh, Islam being accused of basically using an IV drip to help mm. rehydrate before the fight, which is illegal. Uh, he has now had a response. Well, yeah, it's, um, it's doubling down. He's saying some funny, cryptic sort of uh, messages on social media as well. But uh, is this just the way the UFC always goes? Like... The, the result happens, but no one ever actually takes the result at face value. You have to complain about it. Is that how they build up the next fight? Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, Chad. well, I mean, I think Volk still has very much a leg to stand on in terms of thinking that he got hard done by. But, yeah. you know, if, if these accusations, they're going to go nowhere. I think no. they are really just going to be used as, as yep. hype fodder for what will definitely be billed as Mahachev Volkanovsky 2. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's yeah. definitely going to happen. So we're, now we're just going to have to wait and see yeah. how the UFC and these fighters end up trying to hype this up so that it probably happens sooner rather than later, which I don't Mate. think is in Islam's best interest, if I'm being honest. And at the fight, everyone in the crowd should get a drip full of Bundy or something and just, uh, just, just <laughs> no. get hammered while they're watching the fight. Mate, there'll be more fights <laughs> in the crowd than there will be in the <laughs> octagon. Calm down. Hey, lastly, in basketball, Sydney Flames coach Shane Heal is under investigation after bullying allegations which is not great for the Flames, Coach. No, and not great for Shane Heal, who uh, I know Shane, he's a, he's a bloody good guy and uh, was a fantastic basketballer. And I just think this comes down to it's just a different generation and the way he coached, he's pro- he would have been, people were pretty hard on him his whole career and I dare say his coaching method would be very, very similar. But as we've seen with Justin Langer in the cricket and some of the players don't like this sort of hard-nosed sort of approach. And oh, are you yeah. saying players these days are soft, Shane? Is that oh, what you're trying well, to say? No, I'm saying they're different, mate, and I'm saying that <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm not condemning anyone um, being bullied at all, but uh, I just think that um, you know, if someone thinks it's hard nose, it's like Shane Hill probably thinks it is, people may, may take that as being bullying these days. But, yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Another tough one as well while we're talking uh, basketball at the moment in the NBA. Man, Ben Simmons. God. Even his coach now is admitting he doesn't know what to do with Simmons in the squad. He is now sitting on the bench. He's one of the highest paid players on their roster. He's gone at the end of the season 100% from the Brooklyn Nets. And it'll probably be one of the biggest fall from graces in terms of potential to where the season, where his career ended up, surely. Yeah, when, when the coach, uh, Jacques Vaughan, is saying, look, oh, I was hoped I would have got better, particularly with a combination of the other two guys <laughs> um, who have just left and it just hasn't worked out. He's scratching his head. Um, yeah, Ben Simmons is gone 100%. This will be, I dare say, it will not be picked up by another NBA team after this. Oh, I reckon he might get picked up by another NBA team, but it'll be someone who's sitting right at the bottom yeah. of the table with yeah. no hope and an awful owner. Like, I, I just, oh, it's so bad. As a Nets fan, I wish they got rid of him during the trade deadline. He just comes with too much baggage, been. mate, I reckon. Even, even if it's a lower-ranked team, he just he'll come in there and he'll just... He's moody. He, he doesn't put in. Mm. It's all about him. And he, I think if you're going to try and build a team, when you, particularly when you're down the bottom, having someone like him who the last two years has basically hasn't performed at all and you're paying him a lot of money, it just cuts the legs off, off your team and you can't rebuild with players like that. I don't know what the money's – I don't know where the money's at at the moment, but I would wonder and be intrigued to see if he is a buyout option 
by mm. the end of the next by in next okay. season. If the uh, Nets even because the word was that they were trying to shop him during the trade period, but there was quite literally no interest. Like people wanted to. They said, you know, apparently one team said, we'll take Ben Simmons, but we want you to give us picks as well. That's how low of a value he is. So I wonder if they get to a point where they can just buy out his contract, if Cy, the owner, just goes, yep, see ya, get out of here. Well, or or they send him to the Illawarra Hawks and they make him serve beers at Dapto RSL. <laughs> what do you, reckon? To- you know what? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the NBL. <laughs> Telling you. That's it for Afternoon Sport today, so make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen. And before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, our producer, Dan McHugh, who did fill into the chair yesterday. He keeps telling everyone how mm. good of a job he did. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with a daily dose of sport. <laughs> we'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like the Building Resilience Podcast, Noel Allnup, the CEO of Securo, explores the minds of world-class performers in order to deconstruct their life tools and ethos that can help us create growth and optimise business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.